You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 5720 Ridge Avenue. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. So I woke up this morning um, and opened my window. It, it, hadn't, it wasn't raining yet, and so I just laid there listening to the birds singing in the morning air. And the smell of the morning and the sounds of the spring were, were like comforting to me. The smell of the morning, you know that spring smell? Um, uh, so, sorry, as this weather warms up the, the, and the pink blossoms are like exploding over, overhead and the branches, stir, spring is kind of stirring in me too. I feel hopeful, I'm ready for a change. But at the same time that the world is signaling this change, uh, this, this hope, this new life, we're still in the season of Lent together. These 40 days of fasting and grief and suffering. We're intentionally suffering our sin and the sin of the world around us together. And we're feeling it in our bodies and our hearts and our minds. We acknowledge our pain and the pain of those around us. But I admit I'm feeling very eager to move on into this new life and to the feasting and the celebration of forgiveness and restoration. And I know that many of you are too, from what you tell me. So we're, we're at this tender point in our Lenten journey where it's not over yet, but we're eager for the end. Even if this is your first time here tonight, I hope you can meet us at this point and relate in some way. 40 days can feel like a really long time. If you have stopped your discipline already, you might be tempted to think that it's not worth starting over or like picking up again. If you haven't started, you might feel like you've missed something. But let's just stay together. That's why we're here tonight. Let's stay together in this moment for a little while longer. Because I think God has something for us here. So resist the urge to cover up your pain or just move on. There's something more lasting and more full and freeing than, this, than the temporary habits of avoidance or relief that we go to. And that's, that's what we're going for in Lent. We're letting our sorrow and our suffering and our grief draw us into the deeper healing and forgiveness and wholeness that Jesus offers. But even the weather is like tempting us to move on. So if you've been craving warmth and sunshine and springtime, it's, it's really hard to stay in the suffering without rushing on. Uh, the world around us is, is drawing us out of the darkness, literally, and, and literally drawing people outside. I live across the street from Fernhill Park in Germantown, and the basketball courts have been full again, and, and the rhythmic squeaking of the creaky swings is steady. And there's this curving line of snowbells that we planted in the garden, and they're just they're blooming in full, along with the daffodils and the crocuses. And it makes me want to, to move on to growing things, to start something new and fresh. But before I can do that, there's a lot of trash to pick up. 
I don't know if it's like this around your house, but the trash has blown even into my front garden area, and it's, it's tucked along the stairs going up to my house. Some of it has been like worn down and smashed into the sidewalk so much that it's almost like it's a part of the sidewalk now. And I came out um, the other morning to find newly dumped Dunkin' Donuts coffee and food garbage, along with drug paraphernalia and condoms right in front of my house. I'm already weary of picking it up. It's, it's, it's so common, but I'm already weary. I don't want to see it. I'm tempted to like walk right over it and go into the house with my children without doing anything about it. But I, but I made myself go out and clean up the curb yesterday. And I was thinking about how this causes me to face the evidence of people's carelessness, the empty, self-seeking pleasure, unhealthy ways of relating, and it triggers my disgust, honestly. I have to let God work with me on that. But Lent is about picking up the trash. It's not ignoring it. It's about paying attention to the evidence of brokenness that causes suffering in ourselves and in those around us. It's about learning to empathize, like positioning ourselves to get into it, to suffer together, to pay attention to what we do with our own pain and sorrow, and to clear away the trash and find some newness with Jesus. So that's what tonight is going to be about. We're going on a journey together. We're going to do something with our pain and our sorrow. Rather than ignoring the evidence of it in our own lives and in the lives of others, let's look at it and pray about it. Let God work with us in it. And the Psalms helps us do that, like Robbie was talking about. We can sing songs of despair and hope and grief and longing with each other as a way to tap into the deepest experiences of our soul. Each week, uh, in, in these meetings, we've been moving together through these words from Jesus to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. Last week, we were talking about contemplative prayer as a way of moving beyond the noise of our thoughts and minds to help us settle into our hearts in the presence of God. And this week, as we, as we worship and pray the Psalms, some that we have written tonight, some that we uh, will write. Oh, so some songs, excuse me, like Robbie was saying, some of these songs are ones that we have written in this community, some that, that we have, will write tonight, and some that have been written before and recorded in Scripture. We're going to be working out something in our souls together. But I think it's really unique that the Psalms can do this because we each have our own state of our souls. And yet we can move together to love God with all our soul. The Psalms were not written for private use, like Robbie said. They, they challenged this assumption that many of us may have, uh, that prayer is what we do when we're alone. The Psalms sung together when we meet, can, can open us up. They can both affirm our feelings and allow us to detach ourselves from them 
to move into this bigger reality of who God is and how God relates to us, individually and together. There are many different kinds of psalms in the Bible. We're going to try psalms of lament tonight. It is Lent, after all. And lament is this like passionate expression of grief or sorrow. I don't know about you, but in general, I think we don't do this often in our context. Our culture doesn't give us much space to lament. When someone expresses lament, there are many people, Christian people especially, who are quick to want to fix it or to respond with some comfort or to explain away the sorrow or grief in order to feel more comfortable, usually for ourselves. An answer or an explanation, a way of contextualizing the problem or, the, or a solution can give us a sense of control. So we're not going to do that together tonight. We're going to let ourselves move with the psalmists and express our passionate expression of grief or sorrow to whatever level or degree you're, you're ready to do it. And again, at any point, if something comes up for you and you want to be prayed for, Corinne is waiting there and she's ready to pray with you. Or you can kneel in the prayer corner and just spend time there. I hope you'll, you'll use the way we've designed this evening in, in a way that's useful to you. So let me just teach you a little bit about a psalm of lament. Um, there are five parts. Yeah, there are five parts to a psalm of lament. Here they are. Um, the first part is naming God as the ad addressee, the one that we're talking to. So you might have a particular expression or name that you want to use to address God. Write it out. It's a reminder to us directly that we have this way of communicating directly with God, a God who hears us. And then the second part is a complaint. It's, it's the time to describe the experience of your suffering. You don't have to write this down, by the way. It's going to be all up here so that you can use your sheets later. Um, the complaint is often more about how it feels and less about exactly what happened. So rather than describing exactly what happened, to talk about what it feels like. What is your complaint? Sometimes God is blamed for the suffering. This doesn't necessarily prevent the psalmist from um, also asking God to deliver from that suffering. So don't be afraid to name it directly. Then the third part is a request. It's petitioning God to deliver you from suffering, from your enemies, from the evil that you feel. And then we remember God's faithfulness. Remembering how God has been faithful in the past and expressing trust that God will act and is acting on your behalf helps you to move into what's next. So it's a time to look back. Recall something that you know about God being faithful. And then the last part is a vow of praise. Vowing to offer praise and sacrifice to God when deliverance is accomplished. This is usually in a future tense. We don't know when, but it's looking for towards the future. Praising God 
for deliverance, something that's not yet complete. Put that into words. Point, point towards something that's not yet accomplished. Does that make sense? Um, great. I will, I'm going to have this up here again for you to write, but first just take a minute to listen to Leah. She's going to read Psalm 22. It's a psalm of lament. And as you listen, you can look, you can, you know, pay attention for these different sections. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. For the Lord has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All your descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. Thanks, Leah. You may not relate to this. Um, you may not even want to do this exercise. That's okay. But the invitation is to try it. Um, the invitation is to empathize. The movement of Lent is to position ourselves to suffer together. So the Psalms, using them for worship, coordinates us with people whose voices are different from our own. I think this is like a fundamentally Christian thing to do, <laughs> to coordinate ourselves, to position ourselves to suffer with those whose voices are not our own. It's a way to love your neighbor as yourself. It's a way to come alongside others in their grief, to bear one another's burdens, to pray for each other so that we may be healed. So if you cannot relate to this at this moment, that's okay. Let the psalm of lament harmonize us. Your note and, and my note are playing together. Your grief and my joy are sung together. Your complaint and my vow of praise go together. So if any one of us feels like we can't quite get there, that's okay. Because we're not, you're not doing this alone. Does that make sense? Like, 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 go ahead and try what you can, what you can now. In a moment, the team is going to play quiet. Actually, we're just going to put some music on. And it's going to take a while, so there's no rush. Uh, if you get done ahead of others, maybe just close your eyes and enjoy a peaceful moment. If you need more time and you don't get to finish, don't worry, because we, we will weave the parts together in the end. We're going to get to an ending together, even if you don't get to write it tonight. So let's, let's sing. To get into this, we're going to sing a line or two from Psalm 63. It's a psalm of lament. And it gives us this image, this very um, tangible image to work with. 
in a dry and weary land where there's no water. My soul thirsts for you. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.